The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with Tommy Dreamer, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. We'll be discussing the future of Will Ospreay after defeating Shota Umino on New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle. And Tommy Dreamer and I take it back to 2014 when The Undertaker lost his streak. Let's just say we have to agree to disagree on this finish. Plus, we give you our weekly winner. You won't want to miss it. There's been a lot of conversation, right, surrounding the future of Will Ospreay. Is he going to stay in New Japan? Is he going to leave New Japan? Is he going to go to WWE? Is he going to go to AEW? How is he going to go to Impact? What's he doing? What's the plan? Um, From this, when he mentioned that he didn't feel comfortable leaving the company uh, with him there, it was one of those things that it it kind of basically said, oh yeah, he is leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he kind of dropped a little bit of a nugget there. But what did you think of this? And two-part question, if you were to predict what Will Ospreay is going to do or where he's going to go, what would you place your money on? Hmm. Uh, first of all, great, great promo. Um, will Ospreay perhaps will become the hottest free agent, probably the highest paid free agent uh, in professional wrestling history. Um, also, when you talk about special and special moments, I have been a part of a lot of great, special moments in professional wrestling um, where matches that will live. And we're talking about those type of matches, like matches that will live forever. Uh, Speedball Mike Valley versus Will Ospreay at bound for glory was next effing level. It was so good. I mean, man, so good coming up. You're going to see Josh Alexander versus Will Ospreay same next level, but live in the crowd at bound for glory. Holy crap, what a match it was. And I'm talking, you know, Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn. Good. Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. Rey Mysterio versus Hoovy, uh, early ECW. Benoit versus uh, Guerrero. Uh, Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero. These are matches that I got to see where I was just like, this is next level stuff. Um, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels in that three-way, like next level type of stuff. Uh, For Will, Will is an amazing, and Will has done it. You know, he's paid his dues in the wrestling industry. He's kind of become the new Kenny Omega. 
in, in New Japan. He d- he did it not with his promos. He did it with his hard work. And now his promos are next level as well. Um, where you ask me the question about where he's going to go, wherever the hell he wants to go, it's who's going to cough up the most money. I probably would state that it would be AEW because I feel AEW has a bigger love for New Japan. And I also think of think of the talent that went to AEW over WWE from the New Japan area. I don't know if they view them in that high regard, but they should. But, I mean, look at the business that Jay White's done. He came in, should have been much bigger, but now Jay White has been elevated. How? His big, his hard work. Um, so, if it's going to be somewhere, I hope and pray it was for Impact Wrestling because he's great and he's done great business with them in the UK. Um, I think, you know, he's already done some stuff with AEW. I think his, unless WWE would fork over a boatload of money and a boatload of a push. But I don't know if WWE, I don't even know if WWE needs him right now. Um, and that's hard to say when you have such a talent like that, but I don't think they would view him in that same mindset of how a Tony Khan would view him in an AEW. Right. And that's the thing, like when you think about Will Ospreay and where he might go in and where he might fit in better, you automatically think AEW like that would be like the best place for him. Right. There's so many dream matchups. And I do think that AEW having considering how many people, you know, they have lost to injury that have caused creative changes. And then on top of that, you know, you don't have CM Punk anymore. And it's like you want to come up and bring new people that can you know, fill some sort of void, right? Of course, Will Ospreay and CM Punk, two totally different people. But just to give an example of needing people on the show. And so Will Ospreay, I think you bring him in and automatically, like you got so many potential matchups and then you got a roster like, you know, Will Ospreay would be there. You got your Jay Whites of the world. You got MJF, you got Adam Cole, you got Brian Danielson. I mean, there are so many other names I'm not even mentioning that you're like, dang, what do you do with a pool of talent like that here? Kenny O'Malley. Megas. I mean, there's so many people there that you can just play with and have fun. I mean, there's a lot there. And I feel like right now, uh, AEW would benefit a whole lot with having Will Ospreay a lot more. Of course, the curiosity is there of what somebody like Will Ospreay would look like in WWE, but I think it would just probably make more sense for him to head on over to AEW. Plus, he already knows. We mentioned that he's been spotlighted with AEW several times now. He already knows what it's like backstage. He already knows the people there. He's already had conversations with Tony Khan. So it's like when you're a little bit more familiar with something that either may help or hell, maybe it won't. I don't know. It all depends on Will Ospreay's experience. And you also have in 2024 of August, uh, Wembley stadium and Hey dude. Uh, and if MJ, you know, MJF, if it's the war of 2024, if that's a thing, cool, man, MJF. Uh, if you think you're, you know, going to go be a bigger star in WWE, cool. See you later. Uh, now we have Will Ospreay and, you know, Ospreay Omega, whatever that is number, could be pretty damn good in a in a Wembley um, or whoever's your champion. There's a lot of places you can go uh, after that. I think perfect fit would be for 
AEW, here, here's another thing. Like, if you really think about one of the greatest free agents to ever, ever be available was AJ Styles, right? AJ Styles leaves uh, TNA. He didn't right away go to WWE. He had to go prove himself where? New Japan. Um, <clears throat> then he goes to WWE because he proved he was a draw outside the box. New Japan, different place. Um, trying to think of what people came, I guess, Nakamura is the biggest New Japan person to receive a push in WWE. And somebody please correct me if I'm wrong or have I forgotten. But AJ had to go cut his teeth in Japan before he could be proven. Even Cody. Cody goes Indies, Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, Impact, AEW proves that he's over, comes back to WWE. Proven draws outside of your one world. And then if you think about when AJ Styles did debut, an amazing debut, when did AJ Styles really have, and I've always known AJ Styles was one of the best workers everywhere because I got to be blessed to wrestle him. AJ versus Randy was some of AJ's best work where he didn't have to do all the stuff that got him to the dance with AJ is phenomenal. Like if you want to have... AJ Styles versus Will Ospreay match, AJ could do it. If you wanted to have AJ Styles versus, I don't know, Mick Foley, AJ could do it and still make people look like Mick Foley, you know, and I'm just using Mick as an example that Mick still can look like Mick Foley or Mankind <clears throat> because he's that good of a diverse worker. With Will, I think AEW is the best place because I don't know if WWE would give him that type of platform though there's new management but i think aew would be the best place for him or impact but like i said he's going to be probably offered the most amount of money a free agent could possibly get and you know i i just i don't see that happening uh anywhere else but aew and well-deserved, that's for sure, for Will Ospreay. Now, I do want to go ahead and mention some other news that came out of the show, and that is that Brian Danielson has challenged Okada to another match at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 18, and Okada accepted the challenge. Wrestle Kingdom 18 will be taking place on January 4th, 2024 now tommy we have seen these two go at it before uh damn it was very incredible to even be in the audience for that based on what you've seen these two guys do already how much are you looking forward to this match this rematch over at wrestle kingdom 18 off the charts first of all anytime brian danielson wrestles uh i know i'm gonna get a great wrestling match i'm perhaps the biggest fan of his in-ring work another guy who can have a great he got everything over that was put in front of him away he changed pop culture with the with the yes movement but like he could go out there and have this great entertaining match with Kane and then he would be able to tear it up with a Will Ospreay or a, an Okada um, him and Okada have this feud, I believe, from what the internet is telling me, that he's got his orbital bone broken and he had another surgery. When I we talk about appreciating people, he was already gone. He straight up said, I'm not going to be here long. I want to have these great type of matches. I love Okada. I love Danielson. The fact that it's happening on a big show 
couldn't be better for both. Right. And that's the thing, like with Brian Danielson right now, with the injury, it, you, you feel like he may not be, I don't know. It's based on like his press conferences, things that he said there, things that he has said in interviews that I've read. I feel like we're getting closer to maybe Brian Danielson wrapping things up. So personally, right now, I'm going to enjoy whatever matches we can get from Brian Danielson, at least right now that he's still full-time, uh, a full-time in-ring performer. But it is going to be one of those things where, like, I do feel, just based on a lot of the things that he said, that I do kind of feel we're getting a little bit closer to the end of his full-time in-ring career. So I, the fact that we're still getting this match, I'm like, hell yeah. I wish Brian Danielson, I wish the business was different. Um, I wish Brian Danielson, if he's wrapping up and is like, Hey dude, you could wrestle three people from any company on your way out. And we love you so much. You've given us so much because I know me personally, I'd love to see him and Eddie Edwards. I'd love to see him and Josh Alexander. I'd love to see him and Chris Saban. And that's just an impact. Um, because I know they would be just such next next level matches. And then, okay, you do your stuff in New Japan. Who do you want to wrestle in AEW? And who do you want to wrestle in WWE? Like, I just wish companies could get along that way and just be like, dude, tear it up and see where it takes us. But like, I'm just specifically talking, you know, more so impact because I, I'm never, I don't think I'm ever going to see him versus Josh Alexander and, you know, or even like now, like I'd like to throw Mike Bailey in that mix because Mike is such a great wrestler and can do everything uh, like an AJ style. So I would just a lot of people like that. Um, you know, him and Jonathan Gresham. Damn, Impact's got one hell of a roster. <laughs> um, there's a lot of dream matches, like you said. Like when you have these opportunities for dream matches, like you're never going to see the these things again. Like Edge and Christian never got to be reunited in a tag match in WWE. You had that, you dropped that ball. Hopefully that could happen in AEW. Um, you have the opportunity to do an Edge and Christian and Hardy's match in AEW. Should have been in WWE, of course, but if it's not going to be in it, then do it somewhere else and then thank you AEW for giving it to me. So Brian Danielson, every match that he's had, that he's had since he's been back has been off the charts and I love the guy. I love the guy's work. Um, and he's just someone that I'm very, very grateful for because I didn't have him for, but I always knew he was special because I tried to hire him a long time ago. And he was just like, nah, I want to have really long matches and thank God for William Regal to be like, dude, you can have those real matches. Go make a lot of money, come to WWE. And then, uh, you can have those great matches and once you get over and establish, you can do whatever you want. And that's kind of the path that he had. And that was all because of William Regal. And then also always like you were taught, we were talking about all these people, right? That we would like to see Brian Danielson wrestle against. I feel like that happens with all great wrestlers, because as you were bringing this up, my brain started going into dream matches and people I would love to see wrestle that I, we're never going to get that. And like the first person that pops into my mind is Kurt Angle. Like how many people in this new, like, I was just going to say, Kurt, that's why I just reacted that way. So right. Right. Like you there you go. Like I was thinking like, damn, like when you were mentioning Mike Bailey or, you know, Josh Alexander, like there's so many people where I'm like, shit, I would love to see Kurt Angle wrestle that person. Uh, or even like you know, Shawn Michaels, like obviously, you know, he's not wrestling anymore. How many of these wrestlers wouldn't you have loved to see him work against? And so it all Brett, it is, it's just timing. Red Hart. Exactly. There's so many names. Or so I, many I'm, names. 
I'm sure they worked, but like think of, I'm sure they worked before. This version of Gunther versus this version of Brian Danielson. Ooh, this boy. version of Chad Gable versus this version of Brian Danielson. And it's just like, here, guys, here's 30 minutes. Go entertain on my TV show. But I know that that can't happen. So I have to live in this existence. That's why thank you, AEW. And thank you, New Japan, for giving me that match. Because I probably never see it again. And I know they've wrestled before and it was great. But th there's a lot of people like that. Even like, you know, a lot of people talk bad about CM Punk. I'm not one of them. I love Punk. Um, but he gave us a lot of great matches in his short window that he was there. And he, you know, he broke down his body doing it. Um, I wish it worked out differently, but because there was a lot more matches left on the table that I don't think we're ever going to see. And I, I hate that. I mean, I also come from, you know, every magazine and, and I know a lot of nation members would be, you know, cause they're older. It was, when are we going to see Hogan versus flair? When it finally happened, it didn't happen because they switched it and it was Flair, Savage, Hogan, Sid. And that was a big, big thing in the wrestling business then. If social media and shows like this existed back then, the uproar. But back then it worked. But what I'm just saying, there, there were dream matches that didn't happen at the right peak time. And these are peak time matches. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. That can still happen. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers.
Let's go. I'm going to kick things off with AEW Collision from last Saturday. And really, it was a one-match show. And that is the main event with MJF defeating Kenny Omega. This was pay-per-view quality work. We did not get gypped at all. They went completely for it and gave us a very phenomenal uh, main event that even saw MJF do a lot, bring out a lot in his arsenal that we hadn't seen before. So, a real big win for AEW Collision. Monday Night Raw, we saw the Raw debut of none other than the Creed Brothers, and they got a big W as they defeated the team of Chad Gable and Otis, the Alpha Academy. Of course, we saw DIY also uh, back, and they got a big win against Imperium. Seth Rollins defeated J.D. McDonough. And then, of course, in our main event, Damian Priest defeated Sami Zayn. And we even got a confrontation between Damian Priest and Seth Rollins. But, of course, it came out and ended with Cody Rhodes cutting a very passionate promo against Damian Priest, who he's facing today at Crown Jewel. Tuesday night, NXT, a very, very fun opening match. Tables, ladders, and scares in week two of Halloween Havoc. The Creed Brothers got a win over Angel, Garza, and Humberto Carrillo. And this was a banger because they literally had so many big spots during this match. So really good um, stuff there. But we also saw the finals of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. And fan favorite, Lola Vice took the win and defeated Kaylani Jordan. So it's going to be exciting to see what Lola Vice does moving forward. But of course, in our main event, we saw Ilya Dragunov defend the NXT Championship against Carmelo Hayes, who he has a lot of history with in their third encounter together. Another phenomenal match that saw Ilya retain his championship. And we ended the show with two cliffhangers. One was Trick Williams coming out and sort of having this conference with Carmelo Hayes. The other was Baron Corbin attacking Ilya Dragunov after the show. Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite saw an awesome opener between Orange Cassidy and Claudio Castagnoli with the AEW International Championship on the line. We, of course, found out that Adam Copeland will be teaming up with Sting and Darby Allin uh, to come. And we saw Hikaru Shida defeat her defend her AEW Women's World Championship against Willow Nightingale. And then, of course, an eight-man tag to close out the show. Bullet Club Gold defeated MJF, The Acclaimed, and Daddy Ass. Impact Wrestling on Thursday night saw the 2023 Glasgow Cup Finals. Joe Hendry defeating Frankie Kazarian via a roll-up. We also saw Trinity defeats Emerson Jane via full Nelson slam. And in the main event, the Motor City Machine Guns defeated Josh Alexander and Eric Knife. Eric Young. Now, excuse me, Eric Young, excuse With me. With the jackknife pin. That's With the jackknife pin. <laughs> I was like, wait, what am I saying here? <laughs> All right, Friday Night SmackDown. We also saw... Kevin Owens defeat Austin Theory in the opening match. Charlotte and Shotzi ended up teaming up together to defeat Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. We saw a good old-fashioned Donnybrook, a very, very fun match between Brawling Brutes and Pretty Deadly, with Brawling Brutes getting that W. And then, of course, Bianca defeating Bailey at the end of our show in a phenomenal main event. And last but not least, AEW Rampage, Pentalcero Miedo defeated Vikingo and Commander in a three-way match in the 
main event, we saw the Guns defeat Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. All right, we did it, Tommy. Just a full recap. You did there. it. I did nothing. I just sat here and listened. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, cool. Let's start from the beginning. You know, for you, I want to make sure to give you the floor to talk about Absolutely. MJF and Kenny Omega because that was just great stuff. Uh, yes. To round out the whole show, it was a show based upon one match. Um, and those two guys brought it. MJF has answered all his critics of all time with all his in-ring performances. Kenny Omega is perhaps one of the greatest wrestlers currently uh, in the world. And those two guys had an amazing, an amazing matchup. And at the end, uh, MJF is your winner. His, uh, you know, streak as champion continues. Um, another thing I like when one of the callers uh, talked about, like, yeah, even Daniel Garcia now. Uh, we saw it on uh, Rampage. But if you're the champion, every, you have a gun on you. You have uh, a bullet on you in the sense of everybody wants to be a, face you. I love what they're doing with MJF because, yes, he's still a scumbag. Yes, he's a, he's the most different type of babyface I've ever seen in professional wrestling. But when you're the champion, you're a marked man. Um, Raw, I thought, was an excellent show. All, all the matches were great. I really enjoyed the Creed Brothers and Alpha Academy. I think Alpha Academy are such, <clears throat> I don't want to even say underappreciated, underpushed tag team because they have great matches with everybody. I thought Chad Gable's match with Gunther would have taken them or him to the next level because it proved that he was. Uh, a main event player, hopefully in 2024, he can be that main event player because their match was great on, I don't know if they've ever wrestled before, but man, that match was just a banger. Um, another really, really solid show for Monday Night Raw. NXT, man, it's hard to, Halloween Havoc Night 1 was really, really good. Um, if I was going to grade both shows, Halloween Havoc 1 beat Halloween Havoc 2, but an amazing event with uh, Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes. And I like the cliffhanger anytime Robert Stone gets beat up. I love it. I want a Terry Funk album because of it. Um, I enjoyed NXT. I always enjoy NXT dynamite uh, covered it in full on Thursday. Enjoyed it. I enjoyed the thread with MJF looking for a, a partner. Um, at times I felt there was too much levity. By levity, I mean joking with I have my world heavyweight champion, all these backstage uh, segments. The end of the day, it was uh, good. It was a fun show. I enjoyed what I saw, and the matches, as always, were very, very good. Um, Impact had – it was a, I wasn't on the tour. It was the first show I've missed in, man, I got to say, like five years. And I sat back and I watched it. I heard all the reports – seen it on social media about what great time all the impact roster had there. I enjoyed the show a lot. I also enjoyed it because it reminded me of a throwback of wrestling uh, when they would show clips of matches from, Hey, we're in the UK. This is what's happening. They didn't show you everything that happened in the matches, but they showed you the end result and, and it was just different and fun. And I love the fact that the impact roster it continues to, you know, wrestle in front of larger crowds and the people really, really enjoyed and appreciated it as well as the wrestlers. SmackDown, I thought was great. Uh, SmackDown had some great matches, um, something that we didn't talk about. I loved Charlotte Flair's return 
uh, or I don't want to say return as her as a surprise for Shotzi. I also didn't know why. I don't know why I like Shotzi's new look, but she looks amazing. I always liked her work, but that hair that way, she looks like a badass. And I also loved her just like getting into Charlotte Flair's music. Here comes Charlotte. And, uh, you know, her and Charlotte could be a very, very interesting pairing going up against um, Chelsea and Piper. Yes, they already got the victory in a non-title match, but <clears throat> just a weird mix between those two. But I'm weird, so I like weird. Um, I overall really, really like the show. The only thing I wasn't the biggest fan of was the the weigh-in with the Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio. It didn't really do much for me. It did add like an element because that's kind of the world Logan Paul is in. But I like the end result, and I also know I'm going to love anything Rey Mysterio uh, does in the ring, and him and Logan Paul should be really, really good. Um, and then I actually, you know, Rampage as well I watched. Uh, really good uh, opener, the Lucha match uh, with Pento, Vikenio, and Commander. So, so good. Um, and I like three ways. Always have, always will. Those guys brought it. The rest of the show was kind of okay. Um, and then at the end of it, with a bit of a cliffhanger, Daniel Garcia saying, hey, I want to face MJF, and that match is now happening on Dynamite. Uh, solid show, solid shows throughout the week, as it always is in the week of pro wrestling because there's so much competition. I got to give it to SmackDown, and here's why I got to give it to SmackDown. Though I thought all the shows did a great job, SmackDown drove me to want to watch Crown Jewel in just a little bit. Um it really drove home the point and the significance of I have to see the show to see what's happening. And normally I tell you how, cause I'm very rich with TiVo. Um, I don't watch wrestling the way I had to, but I had to cover this show and I'm really, really excited for crown jewel. Uh, and even discussing with you, getting your opinion, getting the opinion of the nation. I'm really into what's going to happen. I'm really into the main event, even though I don't want to see, um, the baby face LA night win, because I love the idea that you put in my head last week. But what I'm trying to say is I want to see where they go and I want to see where they're going with John Cena. I want to see where they're going with so many people on this show. It's a must watch. And for all the reasons that we've already discussed about not bringing back older acts or, or, you know, even though John Cena is your old, your older act, but John Cena is there. And John Cena is in a big match with Solo. Where they're going to go and why it's my weekly winner is because they really roped me in for what I want to see next. And yes, I want to see NXT next week. I want to see uh, Impact next week. I always want to watch Raw and Dynamite I want to watch as well. But nothing was like, man, I have to tune in next week. I literally went to bed at about two o'clock in the morning. And I said, I'm going to have to cover this show, but I'm flying out to Texas, but man, I got to see what happens at crown jewel. And that was all because of what SmackDown did and a lot of great wrestling, but a lot of great promos. And they, they talked me into watching crown jewel as well as they worked their way, getting me involved in crown jewel. Like even with the main event, Bianca's on a quest man, this woman kicks some ass to show I'm going to get what's rightfully mine. Enjoyed, enjoyed the hell out of SmackDown last night. 
And that's the whole point, right? Especially as a go home yep. show is to get you intrigued into the pay-per-view that they're trying to sell you so that you tune in. So it looks like the job was well done and SmackDown is your weekly winner. And for me, I'm looking at this one and this one's a tough week, but I feel like there was a lot of things that I loved from each show, but I'm going to have to give my pick to AEW Collision. And truly the reason for that is that MJF Kenny Omega match. That match was just too good. And it just carried the, it, it, it was the thing that really made me go, damn, I love pro wrestling. And that was MJF, Kenny Omega. And I will say this though, I did, I did agree also with your point about uh, NXT Halloween Havoc week one being a lot stronger than, than week two. Uh, But NXT was still pretty high up there for me this week. But with that being said, I just think that nothing this week trumped MJF, Kenny Omega. So for that reason, it's AEW collision. Hey, uh, I just want to ask you a quick question. This is kind of going off of Dave LaGreca. Dave LaGreca is talking about Sting and Sting's never had that moment when I was like, dude, he won the title, but he's like, against who? I was like, I don't know exactly. It's not your thing. And I was like, well, his one great match, I think Sting's had a lot of great matches, but then you also said about John Cena where he never had that great big moment, which I'm like, Hmm, I understand it now because MJF has had some amazing breakthrough matches, him and CM Punk dog collar, him and Brian Danielson, him and Kenny Omega. These are, profound moments in careers where you're like here mine was pile driving Beulah where this is next level for this guy and his career took off even bigger there's a lot of moments uh, you know for people like that I mean Edge Christian the Dudleys the Hardys their TLC was like these are next level performances um when you said that about John Cena, it brought that up big for me. Like, and now I'm trying to think maybe the nation could help me. Maybe you can help me. Like, I mean, yes, John Cena has been the champion. John Cena's moment, like I talked about was TLC. I'm not, sorry. The Royal rumble. Um, when you said that, like, can you elaborate more or do you have a specific, like, wait, what part are you talking about? About John Cena, not having that final big moment. Oh, I think that was more so just for the specific streak that he was on. So it wasn't, I wasn't talking about like his career. I was more so oh, okay. talking about like this portion right now that, right. that he's on. Right. Because you, you can't, you can't like, just like send him back to Hollywood and not have him close it out. Not all nice with a real, really pretty ribbon on it for this period of time that he's been with WWE. Yeah. So I was definitely so not talking about his Cena whole career. Leaves- I'm sorry yeah, I was just off. talking about this like oh, like okay. last couple of months, right? Because he came in and it's like, hey, John Cena's here and he's out here giving the rub to Allie Knight and all of that. But then that's kind of been it, right? Like there hasn't been anything more. So it was just specific for that portion of oh, okay. John Cena's Do you think recent return. When John Cena leaves, this is it for John Cena? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's still so young and there's still so much that I think that I think he'll always keep coming back to the WWE, even if it's just one appearance, one match or whatever. He's got to keep that streak going for a while. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think he's going to keep that streak going for however long his body allows him to. What if they ruin the streak like they ruined the Undertaker streak? (laughs) Don't even get me. That's next week's show. Everyone remembers. Everyone remembers where they were at, how they reacted. Next Wendy Thursday. and 
Can I tell you, Tommy, I was so freaking stoked when that happened. I was one of the few people that was like, yeah. And it was only because, and I will tell you why, because I didn't see it coming. And I was so freaking surprised that someone ended the Undertaker streak that I just could not believe it. And for that reason, I had this, I don't even know if I had this reaction of, yeah, but I had this reaction of, holy, sh- you know, what the, I can't believe it. Just like shocker. And I don't remember the last time I was truly that shocked in pro wrestling. You think, uh, I know why now you're a host of this show. I mean, I enjoy working with you a lot, but you think differently, which uh, I really, really appreciate. I don't know. It's about weird because John people Cena. say that, but I don't get how I think differently. <laughs> I don't see it, Tommy. I don't see it. Well, here's the beauty of that you realized you were witnessing history in the moment. People don't realize what's going on until it's over. Like we all sat back. This is the, this is the worst event in the history of the world. Nine 11. We all sat back and watched it like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. It happened, blah, blah, blah. And what's going on. It changed. It changed the history of how we live our lives with this. And and again, that's the most extreme, but no one sat there and say, this is going to change our lives forever. With that in a wrestling bubble, like Undertaker streak losing, it was that shock value. What the hell are they doing? Everybody's in an, in, in an uproar, but it changed the trajectory of this thing called the streak because the streak was hotter than WrestleMania. Um, you're going to have to call in on Thursday because Dave, I hope Dave's not listening. I want to surprise him with this because on Thursday, we're going to do worst booking decisions ever. And you supporting that. Oh, he's going to hate you forever. I love it. (laughs) Oh, I will support it. I've always have. And I, like I said, I look back on that and I actually have like a fond memory of it because again, it was so fun to be so surprised like that. And I love that. I love that feeling of, I did not see that coming. It's like, it's euphoric. You know, you're just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it was just this big release. So for me, uh, that's why I look back at it fondly, but I know a lot of people definitely don't, but. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.